Hi there, my name is Corbin Hannes. I'm joined by my co-host Carl Bowden, and we have a fantastic guest today, Samantha Lucciarini from Real Producers. It's great to have you on here, Samantha. We really, really appreciate your time. But first, Carl, do you mind explaining a little bit about the Discovering Leadership podcast real quick? Yeah, definitely. So we're going to be talking about the foundations of leadership how to build relationships, how to craft strategy, and how to live to our true authentic selves. We're gonna be building a community of leaders around this podcast. So this is specifically for you, our audience. Now today we're gonna to be talking about authenticity and serving others, specifically how to, find, how to find yourself, how to find who you truly are, how to live to your passions, your values, what gives you satisfaction, what gives you life and what you do that. So Samantha, she's going to be joining us here today and she's going to tell her story. Yep. So Samantha is the owner of Wichita Real Producers Magazine, as well as Be Local Wichita. She's done some really awesome stuff in the community. And whenever we were putting together the podcast, she was one of the first people that came to my mind to have her on here. She's a marketing beast. I tell you what, you got to check out her social media. She's just awesome. So yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got here? Thank you gentlemen for having me. Uh, well, I was born and raised in Wichita and uh, really born into a real estate family. And so that's really been ingrained in my DNA with my grandparents and my parents. Um, graduated from Capen in 2000, went off to KU uh, and then eventually came back to Wichita to finish at WSU. Awesome. Um, so the Shockers are my alma mater. And um, just kind of went, you know, the college draws you away from Wichita and Wichita draws you back at the right time. And so um, just being able to be back here and um, kind of figure out what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do. And uh, it just kind of that entrepreneurial bug um, that just sense. grew and grew and grew in me. And so um, about three years ago is when I started my journey in the whole magazine and marketing and advertising realm. Um, I've always been in the realm of relationships and communication and um, connections and networking, but it's kind of took it to the next level. That makes sense. And, you know, Samantha, like I said, uh, you're fantastic just with your marketing ability and how great you've been able to put yourself out there and go about networking. So I thought you would be a fantastic addition to our podcast. But on top of that, whenever we were looking into the topics, I was like, okay, where can we fit Samantha in? And we started looking at the topic today for finding yourself. I'm like, if anybody's a great example of that, it's you. Whenever you're marketing and getting out there and networking, to me, it seems like you are truly living yourself and you're truly being authentic. Whenever you're out and about, it's everything about you screams confidence and I love it. So, yeah, you know, Sam, I, I I was listening to you, and it sounded like this started really since you've been growing up, being a part of your family. It's always been yeah. a part of you. So I was I was just curious, like, were there like key moments in your life that you realized that this is the path that I want to take? You know, that's a tough question. Um, I think that there was always a hunger, like a drive, something inside of me, that voice. You know, like whatever I was doing, I wasn't fulfilled yet. I knew that I had a great potential. I knew that there was something that I could do that was going to make a big difference um, for the community that I was living in, but also like totally make my cup over, over, overflow. And 
I absolutely. I always say that we, you know, everything that's happened to me in the past, the job experiences, the people I've met, the connections, the hard lessons, the tears, all of that have been stitched together into this just beautiful quilt, right? And it all equipped me with all the tools that I need to do a good job at what I'm doing now and to continue to, you know, elevate and expand and, and transform. So I do think that it's been um, in the works for a long time. And I do feel that I am um, absolutely living my, my best life. Like I wouldn't change a thing. You know, my, my dad would always say, you know, everyone could throw their piles into a big problem in the middle of the world, you know, and, and we wouldn't want anyone else's, you know, like we are perfectly equipped to do what we do, to deal with what we deal with and to succeed. And, you know, once you find that, that, that true passion. Yeah. So what would you say brings the most joy for you? Um, just the connections, the people, you know, just being able to go to, you know, walk in almost any restaurant in town or any networking event, especially, or anything like that. And knowing that I'm always going to see some familiar faces. Um, and I love that. I love how connected I am to this city. I love how connected the city is. And I'm a hugger and a handshaker. And, you know, you always, it's just, it's really nice to know that um, we kind of belong as, as a city, like, you know, as a whole. And, and I, I think that's what drives me the most. Like when I'm having a bad day or I don't want to go to another sales appointment or, you know, drag myself, you know, to the other side of town four times in one day. It's like, you know, but I'll leave like with a friend, another connection, some knowledge of something that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Uh, and that, you know, that makes me smile. That makes sense. You know, you're, you're really doing it for the community and helping out others is part of your passion. And I think, I think you do a great job of exemplifying that and being an example with that. Thank you. Um, so in, in that fashion, helping out the community, do you have any good recommendations for others or say tips on how other people can find their true authentic self? That's tough. I mean, it took me into my late thirties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, it took a lot of, um, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of, you know, deep thinking, meditation, a lot of writing things down, journaling for me, um, talking to people that have, you know, gone before me that have been really successful, other really awesome, you know, entrepreneurial women in town or just, you know, incredible business owners, just picking their brains. Um, and then, you know, the universe just kind of brings in, you know, into your path who you need at the right time and in the right way. And once you start, you know, figuring out those, you know, asking yourself those questions, you figure out the end goal, you reverse engineer it, then I feel like the right people are going to come into your paths. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's hard. You know, I don't, I don't know if there is a manual with a, you know, number by number. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I mean, good for that, you know, good for those people that are, that are reading that, but it takes a lot of figuring out what you don't want. I think a lot of the jobs that you don't want, a lot of the, you know, being around the people or the networking groups that don't do it for you, like yeah. kind of whittling that down. That what is, sense. yeah, I mean, what it sounds like to me is that you really took a lot of the initiative to find yourself. Oh, yes. It, it didn't yeah. just happen. No, no. But no, there you, was, there was a hunger. There was a hunger and it was time for a change. Like there, something needed to happen. You know, you're either, you either go up or you either go down, you know, in a positive direction or a negative direction. So you do, you've got to figure that out. Uh, but being a single mom in my mid thirties, it's like some, I've got to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you start, when you start digging and asking those questions, the answers will come. So you better be ready. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. It sounds like you're, you're figuring it out through experience. You're getting out there through trial and error. And that's, 
I mean, in my eyes, one of the only ways to do it. Right. Is, well, you learn those lessons really well. Oh yeah, you can you can plan as much as possible, but the plan's only great until you get started. That's right. You know, you're gonna figure out. Okay, here's what doesn't work with it through trial and error. You're gonna figure out here's what works great and adapt the plan. That's something we were talking about the other day. Oh yeah. Making sure you adapt the plan going forwards because nothing's ever perfect. That's right. Oh, I was totally going to say that. You can't, um, you cannot be married to this exact plan. Yeah. Like if you are, you're going to be disappointed because things are going to come. And usually they're for the better. If anything, you know, even if there's something bad, we're going to learn something from it. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, going back to answer more of your question, Carl, the, you're just not being afraid of starting. You're not being like, oh, I don't have everything perfect. So what? Yeah, it's never going to be perfect. Like learn to fly while you're falling. Um, it you will. You know, if your mind is set to do that, then you will. You'll figure it out. Yeah, it's huge. You know, you wrote things down. You asked yourself the questions. You connected yourself with the right type of people to get you where you want to go. And we have to be intentional in that. Oh yeah. You know, but it sounds like you also looked at some of your strengths some of your weaknesses sure so i guess how was that process and what did you discover about your strengths and your weaknesses yeah i mean i think that's equally as important as you know figuring out what your goal is what the end goal breaking that down reverse engineering but just as important um you know reading the right books or listening to audible um yeah. you know going to the right leadership events or you know reading you know, just being around the right people doing the right things um you will figure out what the strengths are. And then I also know not to spend too much time on my weaknesses, like be very honest about what our weaknesses are. Yeah. And then I always say like work a little bit harder to make a little bit more so that I can pay for other people to do the things that I'm not good at, you know, for me. So that's like meal prepping, that's food, that's taking care of, you know, cleaning, things like that. Those are not the things that my time is best spent doing. Um, and I don't like to do like the cooking. Like I've tried, I've tried for 39 years. I don't like it. Like I've tried and tried. Oh, yeah. and so I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit fighting that because it just makes me miserable. It's stealing my joy. It's, it's taking time out of the day that, you know, I, it, it can be used better. Um, so whether that's for you know, something personal or something business, um, but then yeah, knowing what the strengths are too, and then refining those continually, I think. That makes sense. And you know, that always reminds me of a quote that I like to say is focus on the good and the good gets better. You know, yeah, yeah. What you measure will grow. Exactly, and no, that that makes a lot of sense. And as you're figuring those things out, it's it's like everybody knows about opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're figuring those things out and saying that maybe you were trying out cooking for so many years, mm -hmm. are there any things that you sacrificed throughout that time? I'm sure everybody so, makes yeah. sacrifices. Yeah. If I can speak. Yeah. Uh, what were some of those sacrifices you made to get to the point you're in in your life right now? Yeah. So I've spoken about this before, um, like when in an interview or on another podcast, but when I was starting Real Producers, um, it's a franchise with a very low barrier to entry. So it's phenomenal, um, a phenomenal opportunity. But I also knew that during that entire ramp up period, I was going to be paid not a single penny. And so I had to be prepared financially and insulated. And they say, you know, three to five months is, you know, the time of period that you need to have reserved for. And I thought that I did and I didn't. And I had ran out of money and had to take out a personal line of credit at a ridiculously high interest rate. But I really had no other option. I was single mom at the end of a horrible relationship, moved back in with my mother, um, had drained my savings, you know, took out this personal line of credit. Like I had no other option. I mean, yeah. you do, you have the option to quit. Right. And that's, 
not, I can't do that. But um, I think when you have no other option, you know, you will sacrifice anything. Like, I mean, the, how much hard work I put in and like the six to seven, one hour sales appointments, you know, every day for five months. I mean, I did, I knocked out hundreds and hundreds of meetings during that ramp up period. And in that first one to two years, and it did take a lot of sacrifice from, um, you know, just only focusing on my son when he was with me and my family, and then only focusing on work. Um, during work hours. And that is, that's hard to do when you're in your own boss and there's no accountability. Um, I mean, of course there were numbers to report and, you know, my own, my own goals that I was being held accountable to. But um, when you're your own boss and you are in your own company, you, you can sit at home and watch Netflix all day long if you want to for months straight. But, you know, that's going to start to show up a few months down the road. Oh yeah. You do that too often. Yeah. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of discipline to do what you do. A lot of self accountability. It does. You know, you have to give it your all. Yeah. You know, you said that you didn't have really anything else to lean on. Yeah. You had to fully commit. And when we do that, our backs up against the wall and we get. That's where we learned what we are. Yeah. What we're capable of. And it is neat to look back. It was horrible in the moment as it usually is when people are at the, you know, their darkest or their worst or, you know, sacrificing the most, but man, you're like, wow, that's, it does. It, it helps you love and trust yourself, yeah. you know, when you can say that disciplined and you can really knock something important out. It's, it's a good building block. Yeah. That makes sense. It's the tough times and really the suffering mm-hmm. where we learn the most, yeah, it's where we but grow. we have to pay attention to that too, right? That's right. Yeah. Not get consumed by it or be depressed or be so hard on yourself that you are upset. It's like, you know what, this is the season. And this will pass and I will look back and hopefully never have to experience that kind of a season again. Uh, but it does, it makes you, you know, then you just got so much empathy for others, you know? And so then when people are starting, you know, you remember what you were going through and I mean, hopefully I never forget that. So I can continue to, you know, take my hand and reach for others and help them when, when they're starting out or when they're in the dark. I'm curious, you love relationships. Mm -hmm. Who are some of the main key relationships that you've, you know, interacted with to find who you are and how, how did they help you? Yeah. I mean, I would say my mother, probably first and foremost, I'm really fortunate to have an incredible mother. We've had a very close, amazing relationship my entire life. Um, And of course my grandmother, who's still very healthy and very much alive. um, And she, you know, she was born in 1929, so she's got a lot of different perspective. She has seen a lot in her 93 years. And um, just like her sense of calmness and just her pragmatic approach to things. Uh, and then my mom is just a tremendous, um, you know, character of just love and, and just such a, you know, unconditional loving cheerleader. Um, so I think those those two women um, have, those two relationships have been pretty pivotal. You know, those are who, those are the first people I'll call when something really great has happened or yeah. when something really awful has happened. Um, and then interestingly enough, you know, my son, he's 16 now, so he's been with me. He's understood very well. I think I've been very transparent with him about numbers, finances, hours, working, everything. So he's invested, you know, he knows, like he knows what it means when mom has sales appointments that day or when mom came home and made a sale or two and, and how that translates into, you know, a monthly income and how that translates to the bigger picture of the, the annual profit. And so, um, He'll, you know, he's getting more interested and he really, I think he's going to be bit by the entrepreneurial bug as well. So he's asking a lot of questions. I hope that's the case, right? I hope that's, or you can serve our country. I'd be fine with that too. Um, But yeah, there's, there's a lot. Wow. I I really like how you look to your mother and your grandmother and you picked out certain values with them. 
know, maybe it's love, maybe it's kindness, but they exemplified those qualities in you. And then it sounds like you're starting to do that with your son. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> 16 year old boys, I'm sure you guys don't remember what you were like, but man, it is rough on a mama. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago for myself. So I can, yeah. I can relate to him a little bit and, um, I hope I, she's, hi mom. I hope you're surviving <laughs> at least. She's proud now. Very yeah. proud. Yes. Yes. I hope so. I hope that's the case. I mean, I, I am striving still every day. I mean, I feel like I'm currently living my very best life and I'm very happy with my life. Um, I'm not obsessed with the perfection. There's still things I want to do, but that's the gift I want to give my son Drake as well. Like I want him to, whatever he's doing, I want him to love it. I want it to be fulfilling to him. I want him to be happy um, yeah. and successful. So that mm -hmm. he can live in your footsteps of living his true authentic self as well. Yes. I think that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And then he can buy me cars and then I can yeah. get into his car <laughs> and with all these crumbs. Like, yeah, it'll be perfect. That's the yeah. idea. That's awesome. So what value do you really want to add to your world in what you do? Um, I would say collaboration um, more than anything. I want our community um, you know, when I'm having business meetings or interviewing realtors, you know, I speak from that. Um, I've trained myself to, to live in a, a mindset of abundance um, and not scarcity and not yeah. in that, not in that competition. Um, so really just the abundance, the, um, the community, the collaboration, that's, that's really what I'm doing, you know, on paper, what my magazines do is they connect business owners with their target market. Yeah. But beyond that, there's so much more beyond that. I mean, I, I tell my business owners, an ad, your ad on this piece of paper is not magic. You could put this ad on a piece of paper in Splurge or Wichita Business Magazine or on the computer screen or, you know, it's it's what I'm doing outside of that. It's that, the platform, the community, the um, having the real relationships with my clients to where we can just text each other and be like, hey, let's go grab coffee next week. Or we see each other out at, you know, something outside of our business hours and we're hugging and high-fiving and cheersing. Like, I, I love that kind of collaboration um, and just you know, hearing an ROI story from say yeah. a business partner who's, you know, participated with real producers and in the first two years, he saw an ROI of $200,000 um, just from the doors that the real producers have opened for him with relationships with agents. And just that makes me happy. Like that gives me happy tears and good goosebumps. And then I brag and I tell that story in every single sales meeting. And it's just like, you know, on paper, what, what I was supposed to do is create this ROI for businesses and be an extension of their brand. And when it really happens, it is so satisfying. Um, and it's a good reminder. It's a good positive feedback loop. Like, that's what you're doing, Sam. You know, don't lose track of that foundation and yeah. you know, keep, keep working. So within your business and within Wichita Real Producers, how would you say that values and uh, of leadership have helped promote it through, say, teamwork and collaboration, maybe not just with clients or with the, uh, with the realtors in the area, but with others that have potentially helped you out as well? Yeah, so I do have um, an incredible staff, and it's morphed and changed. And in fact, we just went through a pretty big transition, um, you know, because that old adage is, you know, like what what got you here is it going to get you there? And so, just knowing, you know, in these first three years, what what we've built and the staff that I've had with me, whether that be editors, content coordinators, um, photographers, writers, event planners, just all those people that make everything happen behind the scene, um, and actually make that beautiful seventy-page magazine come together every month. Um, so I am very, I mean, I couldn't do this alone. I've got, now I've got social media people, one for, um, be local. Her name is Kelly and she does, I mean, you could see like her work speaks yeah. for herself. It's, 
it's amazing. Um, and people are like, you're everywhere, Sam. How do you have all the time? And I'm like, that's cute. I don't. I have amazing people <laughs> on the team with me that, that are really good at what they do. And so just finding those right people is not easy. I know that's the hardest thing. Um, but I also have learned as a leader, like, I want their love and their trust and their respect first. I mean, those are gonna, those are my most important things. Like, I want someone that I don't have to delegate. I, I can delegate to. I don't have to micromanage. I'm not a good micromanager. This is enough to manage. You know, yeah. this is the dog <laughs> and the child. Like, micromanaging anyone else sounds absolutely miserable. And God bless those in corporate that have to do that, and, and yeah. you know, the ones that do it well. But yeah, I, I want I want to find the right people and put them in the seats and say, this is your deadline. Do whatever the heck you want to do, knowing that you're representing, you know, one of these products, you're representing Wichita. So do that well um, and stick to the deadline and make sure you come in and party once a month with us. Just, you know, keep everyone sane. Yeah. So you're really giving them the trust so For that, sure. you know, they can trust the organization, trust what they're doing. Well, and they're going to have ideas I don't. You know, they're going to help us grow in different little directions that I couldn't ever have come up with on my own. Most definitely. No, that makes complete sense. Uh, so through that and through your collaboration with, say, your teammates and all the people that are helping you out uh, in producing everything, whether it's, say, on the social media side or through the magazine, what, what successes have you found and what, say failures have you found where you needed to actually readjust and come back to the drawing board? Oh, so many, so many. Um, I mean, COVID, of course, was great, a blessing in many ways. Um, and a lot of us had to go back to the drawing board and pivot. I feel like that was the word of 2020. Yeah. Um, and so figuring out, you know, oh, crap, is my essentially new baby uh, recession-proof? right? Yeah. Is this going to be okay? And so we, I only had real producers at that time. And we were supposed to have, you know, big quarterly events of like three to 400 people and, you know, just a lot of face-to-face -face stuff. And so that uh, got, all got nixed. I was able to get our first party done in the end of February when basically COVID hit Wichita at the beginning of March. So we were really lucky to have gotten that um, underway. And then, um, realizing, okay, are people still going to read this magazine? And it turns out when they weren't seeing each other personally, like in person, like actually reading the magazine and the social media became even more um, relevant. And so that was a blessing to figure out, you know, oh, I, this is recession proof. Like I just need to keep working. I can do Zoom meetings. I can, yeah. you know, there are ways to pivot. Um, it also helped me figure out, you know what, this is a good time to spend a lot of time in um, the laptop and Excel spreadsheet land and actually bring every single Realtor member and every single commercial agent into the platform. Because if this is okay. a real estate magazine, a real estate platform, it needs to include every single person that has anything to do with real estate. Um, so doing that, and then that's also through COVID and the COVID you know, restrictions on gathering, um, our monthly happy hours were birthed from that as well. And so we've continued with our monthly happy hours for real producers, um, which is a really nice, another way for my business partners to actually build relationships with realtors face-to-face, -face, not just you know dropping something off at a front desk or you know, typing something on a social media comment. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think those are some of the biggest ones that have come to mind as far as how we've changed, how we've, um, you know, what I thought was a failure, what I thought could have taken me down. Uh, I just had to go to the drawing board and, of course, rely upon the other 110 real producer publishers in the nation. And we all can kind of powwow and run ideas past each other. Yeah, I think it's amazing how you, you got into COVID, really, and you thought this was going to be Scary. Really difficult. It was very Scary. touch and go, and, yes. But the thing is, you know, you found out that it was actually a blessing 
in disguise in a it way. Was, yeah. You know? yeah I mean, it's just how you look at it, how you choose to look at it. Someone could have chosen to look at that and been so headstrong about it, you know, looking at it negatively and pretty miserable. Life is hard enough to, (laughs) instead of, you know, you don't have to choose to look at something so negatively. Yeah. You know, and what you do in COVID especially, but coming out of COVID, you connect people, you build relationships, you build community. Yeah. Yeah. And we needed it, you know, the most, because as you've seen, we've, we've seen so many people just disconnected with their communities and to be around positive people. So we need people like you doing what you do. So yes, there are a lot of incredible people in town doing some great things. Oh yeah. So having said that, we're everybody in the community really needs somebody like you. How can people get involved with you? Be local or Wichita Real Producers? Is there anything that you want to promote potentially as we wrap up? Yeah. So I mean, I would just say if there's any businesses that uh, whose target market is the real estate industry, be it residential or commercial agents, then I'd love to visit with them. Um, what I have going on might be a good fit. It might be an effective and efficient use of their marketing dollars, or it might not. If it's not. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of other marketing things here in town. So I, I'm always happy to give lots of recommendations and, and help people, even if they don't buy from me. And then um, for Be Local, um, you know, the target market there are anyone that's moved into a home. So whether that means they're brand new, new movers to Wichita, or they're moving from one you know place to another. Um, and, you know, in addition, you know, if that's someone's target market, of course, I want to meet with that business again to see if what I have going on is a good fit for them and makes sense for them. Um, it's either a no-brainer or it's not. Um, but if there's other businesses that have events or nonprofits or things going on, um, you know, my the hat that I wear with Be Local is to be a cheerleader for all things Wichita. So if anyone has flipped through the magazine, they'll see there are 70 pages full of listings and all the businesses to to visit, whether it's restaurants or coffee shops or retail or pet or whatever. So if somebody knows if there's a business owner here in town or someone that's just getting started and they would appreciate, you know, a shout out on Be Local, like you just, they just have to reach out. Um, Kelly or myself will be able to respond to them. And, you know, if it's something that Wichita needs to know about, then it's relevant content for social media. And we all know that that's important. So, you know, it's kind of scratching their back and it's scratching our back because we're getting relevant content, but, um, yeah, however, yeah, I mean, I do, I just want to meet as many people as I can in town, as many businesses. Um, cause if I can't help them, I bet I know someone that can. That awesome. makes sense. Well, Sam, we want to thank you so much for being here. Thank really you. appreciate your time. Fun. I pre- yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, our next episode is actually going to be continuing this series on authenticity and serving others. We're going to be talking about passionately pursuing our purpose. You can follow us on on social media. Uh, you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, every other Tuesday. Yeah, check us out on social media. Go to enturian.com, E-N-T-U-R-I-A-N.com. Also check out exemplifyleadership.com. You'll be able to see all of our social media pages where we're posting everything we need to keep up with the podcast. Check out our YouTube channel if you want to see the video format. And we'll see you next time. We're really happy that you tuned in. Uh, Just remember that alone we survive, but together we thrive. Have a good one.